guys are awesome. We're going to go right into the word and, and uh, I want to talk to you for just a minute about prayer. And before I do that, I wanted to give you some updates. Uh, they're going to, they're going to bring my TV over here so I can show you a little bit. We've, we've been trying to stay connected and I feel like we're doing a good job through small groups and uh, doing a lot of Zoom meetings. We had a Zoom meeting uh, just Sunday night. My small group did and had a great time, prayed together and spent some time together talking and about uh, our lesson and, and uh, just checking up on each other. So we're trying to stay connected and, and uh, we're trying to stay, stay missional. Let me show you a few things that we've been able to do. Let, let me say this first before I say missional. Let me say this. Aunt, my wife sent me this today and I guess she pulled it off somewhere on, on the Facebook. It says, if I would have known that the last time I went to TJ Maxx was the last time I'd go, I'd go to TJ Maxx, I would have went a little harder. How many men are grateful your wife didn't know that that was the last time they'd be able to go to TJ Maxx? I've been trying to, I'm going to get to mission in just a minute. I've been trying to count my blessings on this lockdown, lockup, whatever you want to call it, and getting to spend some more time with my kids. We're eating more meals in, not eating out nearly as much, well, hardly at all. Now, I guess that's a good thing. We, we're, I got to clean out the garage. I'm staying in the deck. You know, Paul wrote a third of the New Testament while he was in quarantine. So I, I want you to not look at the burden that this is causing, but somehow to look at the blessing it's allowing and uh, use the time to, to, uh, to connect with your family. You've heard that, all that stuff. And I, I just want to count it all joy and, and uh, let God know and remind myself that he's still in control. Here's how we've done some missional stuff. We were able to feed, uh, this week, we were able to feed one of the local hospitals breakfast. This is an ER a team that we were able to get Chick-fil-A for and send over to them. Uh, here is a group of our, our small group teams that, that packed up 300 meals for Mallard Cove, a little subdivision that, that, that wasn't able to get out, and they were able to, to serve them and, and help them, and the testimonies that are coming from that are, are incredible. And then here's another one. This is the food bank on Sunday. They served 190 families. So they had a drive-up, just like Chick-fil-A, better than Chick-fil-A right here. They had the organization bringing cars in, uh, giving out food to those that are in need. So, so we were able to partner with the Chesterfield Food Bank. And then uh, the Red Cross is coming and setting up at our facility in just a few weeks to begin to, so we can donate some blood. So it, it'll be online and and they're, they're doing it with all the standards and all the stuff so that you can be safe. And there's a real blood shortage. And, and so we partnered with Red Cross to make our facility available. And then Family First of Virginia, it's a program for the families that are, less, that are more vulnerable, especially it was in Chesterfield who we partnered with. And we gave thousands of dollars this week of school supplies, craft supplies, games, baby items. So, so I, I just want you to know in the midst of this that we're still staying extremely missional. And when the, when the world seems to be the darkest, that's where the church can be the brightest. So let your light continue to bright, shine bright for Jesus. Again, I want, I want to talk to you about prayer. And, and, and I think we all understand 
the importance of prayer. When we pray, we align ourselves with God and we tap into his power. When, when we don't pray, we, we kind of tie hand, God's hands to what he might otherwise do if we did pray. God has made a, some things will only happen unless we pray. And I know God could do whatever he chooses, but he chose to partner with his people in prayer to bring about his purposes on earth. When we look at prayer in the early church, it, it sustained them. It, it, was what, it was their first response, not their last resort. Prayer saturated the book of Acts like, like salt saturates the ocean. They, they, they made it real clear in the book of Acts that they believed it was prayer that saw so many people get saved, that saw so many people get understand, 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 understand. The world upside down was their, was, their, was their faithful praying and then their prayer that was moving them in. They accredit everything to bathing it in, in, in worship and praise and prayer to God. That the, uh, they understood and obe they obeyed the command of the Lord that they were to be people of prayer. When you look at scripture, tons of scriptures on prayer. Jeremiah said, seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Isaiah said, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They'll mount up with wings like eagles. They'll run and not grow weary. They'll walk and not faint. That, that, that famous verse in 2 Chronicles, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I'll hear from heaven and heal their land. Jesus said, and when you pray, he didn't say if you pray, if you get around to pray, no, he said when you pray. Paul said, pray without ceasing. Prayer is vital in our relationship with God. And here's what James, how, how he described prayer. He said the prayer of a righteous person. And, and I, I want you to understand that because that can, that can booger us up right there. Well, I'm not very righteous. I'm not, I'm not very holy. And it's not saying the prayer of the perfect person or the person that does everything right. You know why we're righteousness? You know why we're righteous? Because he who knew no sin became sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. When you put your faith in Jesus Christ, he give, it's the great exchange. He exchanges your dirty clothes for his robe of righteousness. And the prayer of that righteous person who's been clothed in the righteousness of Christ is powerful and effective. It makes a difference. Your prayers matter. They impact the people you pray for. And, 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 and tonight, briefly, I don't want to go too long, but I want to talk about intercessory prayer and the importance of it. And, and many, maybe you've heard that word, intercessory. Where did we get it from? What, what's it talking about? To intercede means to stand in the gap or to go on behalf of. We get it from the ministry of Jesus. The Bible says that Jesus he is interceding, but he has interceded for us. Listen to the scripture. For he bore the sins of many, and he made intercession for the transgressors. That's a messianic scripture in Isaiah. Thousands of years before Jesus came to earth, Isaiah prophesied that he would intercede, that he would, he would go before, he would make a way, he would bridge the gap 
between us and God. That's what intercessing is. It's, it's Jesus taking God's hand and taking our hand and making us one. There's a story uh, uh, back in, right after World War I, where uh, America sent a lot of money over to European nations to set up orphanage, orphanages because the, Europe was war-stricken and just chaos and confusion and families dispersed and parents had passed and, and, and the parents that were alive, many were in, in, in war camps and it was just a really bad deal. And so this, this man that had been in a, in, a, in, a, in a camp in prison for many years finally gets out. He's reunited with his daughter, but, but the, 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 the toll his body paid during that time was, was super significant and he couldn't care for his daughter in the way that he needed to or wanted to or that was even for her good and for he couldn't work, he couldn't provide. So he took her up to one of these orphanages and he asked if they could take care of her. It was the hardest thing he ever did. He didn't want to, but he knew for the betterment of his daughter he had to do it. And they said, they said, sir, is this your daughter? And he said, yeah, it's my daughter. And they said, with a lot of compassion, we'd love to care for her, but our hands are tied. If there's a living parent, we can't, there's so much need we can't take care of kids. But you don't understand. He said, I, I can't take care of her. I'm sick. I'm dying myself. I don't know where she's going to go. I don't know what's going to happen. I need to ensure that she's safe. I need to ensure that she's well fed. I need to be certain that she's going to be cared for. And sir, we're, we're so sorry. But, but are you telling me if I were dead, that you would take care of my daughter. And yes, sir, if there are children without a living parent, we'll take care of their, their kids. And, and with that, he took his daughter, he kissed her on the forehead, and he grabbed the hand of his daughter, and he grabbed the hand of the man that was working behind them, that desk, and he put them together, and he said, well, I'll take care of that. And he went out and, and hung himself. And you say, why do I tell you that? terrible story. That's not uplifting. That, that's, not, that's what Jesus did for us. Jesus looked at the Father and said, God, are you telling me that if I go to earth and I give my life, they can have life and they can spend eternity in your presence? And God said, that's right. And so Jesus left heaven. He, he, he stood in the gap. He made a bridge. He went to earth. He stretched out his arms and he, and he was hung on a cross. And literally, he bridged the gap. He interceded for us so that we could be reconciled to the Father. Listen to what, what Ephesians says. Remember, at that time, you were separate from Christ, without hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away have been brought near through the blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus, he did the ultimate act of intercession by standing in the gap and and building the bridge and making a way for you and I to be reconciled and made right with the Father. He still, he still does, this, does it today, even though he's at the right hand of the Father. It says, therefore, he's able to save completely those who come to God through him because he always lives to intercede for them. That's the work of Jesus, constantly interceding, standing before, going on behalf of, for his children, for those that are yet to be his children. He, he has the ministry of intercession and, and he's given us 
the ministry of intercession. That ministry has been passed on to us to stand between or to go on behalf of. There is a great chasm. There is a great distance between what's going on in earth and what's going on in heaven. And the word of God says that our prayers bridge the gap. Here's what he commands in 1 Timothy. I urge you then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, and intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people. It, to make, intercession is, again, to make petition on the behalf of others, to go to God representing somebody else. Ezekiel called it standing in the gap. Here's, here's what the Old Testament prophet said. I looked for someone among them who would build up the wall and stand before me in the gap on behalf of the land so I would not have to destroy it. But I found no one. Do you know God's still looking and, and he's looking for people that, that will be intercessors, that will pray in faith, that will, will pray powerfully and faithfully and will believe God, that will stand in the gap and intercede for lost loved ones in a broken nation and hurting people, that will take the hand of a fellow person, a fellow man, and take the hand of God and connect, bridge the gap and connect them through prayer. It's the, it's the ministry of intercession and, and as children of God, we've all been called to that. When, when, when my brother was young, I, I've told you my story many times, grew up in the church, great parents, uh, taking the church, told about Jesus at an early age. My brother, same thing, but he was 16, 17, junior, senior in high school, right around that time. He wanted to start to do his own thing. Turned his back on the church, turned his back on Jesus, walked away from the faith and, and, and started living a, a lifestyle that was contrary to the word of God. And, and hanging out with the wrong crowd, doing the wrong things at the wrong place. And and, and he was reaping the, what he was sowing. And, and the only thing that he had going for during that time, going for him was, was a praying mom and dad that, that were interceding, that were standing in the gap on, for God on the behalf of their son, who was crying out to the Lord and, 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 and declaring and decreeing and asking God to save their son and, 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 21, 22 years old after several years of living apart from God, he got in his truck. Here's his story. He got in his truck to head to work, and he said he was so overwhelmed with the presence of God that he, 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 began, to, he began to weep and cry uncontrollably and was convicted of his sin, and, and he was convinced of, of God's love for him. And, 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 and in that truck, on that morning, he surrendered his heart back to the Lord. That's been 35 years ago. And he's still growing and he's still maturing and he's still following Jesus. And, 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 and I would tell you what, what did that and how did that happen? It was, it was some parents that, that got a hold of God and wouldn't let go of their son and, and, and filled in the gap and brought them together through prayer. There's pra the prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. If you have a lost son or daughter, if you have a friend that's far from God, man, get hold of the hand of God. Begin to, you know what the Bible says? It says, 
when Jesus taught us to pray, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Begin to honor the Lord. That's how you get his hand. God, I thank you that you're not willing that any should perish. Lord, I thank you that nothing's impossible with you. God, I thank you that if you feed the bird of the air and clothe the lily of the field, how much more do you care for your children? Lord, I thank you that you're not willing that any should perish. You get a hold of the hand of God, and then you get a hold of the hand of your lost loved one. God, I pray that their eyes would be open to the reality of, their, of your love. I pray that their ears would be attentive to your voice. I pray that their heart would be softened to your conviction. Lord, I pray that you would protect them from evil, remove them from evil, surround people in their life that will love on them and share the, the good news of Jesus Christ with them. And, and, and you know what that is? It's intercession. And you're believing and you're praying that they're, they are going to intersect with God and God's going to change and transform their life. It's, it's the power of intercession. And, and God's saying, who, who will stand before me? Who will pray? I, when I was born, I had aspiratory pneumonia. I took a breath before I came out of the womb. And, and so my lungs were filled with fluid. It was, it was, it was life or death for me in those early days. It, I mean, it was, it, was, it was like, is he going to live? Is he going to die? Is he going to make it? Is, is he not going to make it? And, and I had parents that were praying. I had family members all across America that were praying. I had church people that were praying. They were literally standing in the gap between, between life and death for me, who got a hold of God on my behalf when I couldn't. And that's what intercession is. It's praying for people that won't or, or can't even pray. It's getting a hold of their hand and get a hold of the hand of God and standing standing before, representing them before the throne room of grace. If there's, if there's ever a time where we need the church to, to intercede, it's today. How, how many, how many are even here today because of someone interceding and praying on your behalf that would let a grandmother, a parent, a friend, a neighbor, a coworker, that got a hold of God and, and, and went to, to his throne room with faith and with intercession, believing for your salvation, your healing, your restoration, your hope. And you know what? I want to be one of those persons. I, 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 want, to be an, I want to be an intercessor. I want to, I want to pray until, until, I don't want to stop when, when, when my eyes see, well, I don't think it's making a difference. I don't want to quit when it even appears like it's getting worse. I want to pray until. I want to, I want to catch a burden. I want God to burden my heart with something. It's not in a negative way, but where his heart becomes my heart, where I agree and partner with him and believe with him for, for souls and lives and healing and, and for this for this virus to be gone in Jesus name there the prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective here's here's what I want you to do I want you to get with your family get with your whoever you're with your small group maybe you, you even want to zoom your small group I don't know be creative but I want us to spend some time in prayer the next few minutes and again, I'm not putting a time on it. You do what you want to do. But, but I want you to pray. I want you to intercede. I want you to, let's pray for what's going on 
in our country. Let's pray for our president and our leaders. Let's pray for the scientists that are trying to come up with a cure. Let's pray for the doctors that are trying to help the people that are infected. Let's, let's pray for our community that, that's losing jobs and, and missing opportunities. Man, let's be people. I've always, I've always asked the Lord to give us 120 people on a, on a prayer meeting that would really go after God. And maybe tonight God will answer this prayer as over 120 people are watching this and we'll partner together for the next few moments in prayer. I'm gonna pray right now and then we're gonna, we're gonna cut off and I want you to spend a little time together wherever you're at, all alone, in prayer. Will you do that? Can we be people that stand in the gap, that intercede, that present our request to God? Lord, I thank you for the power of prayer and I don't understand it completely, God, I don't know why you would allow someone as insignificant and, and less than for me to have the power, for my prayers to be powerful and effective. Lord, I'm humbled by that thought. I'm humbled by that idea. Nevertheless, God, your word declares it. And we're righteous today, not because we're good, again, but because you're good. Not because we do everything right, but because you you made a way on the cross. And so, Lord, I pray that faith would fill our hearts today. Lord, that we would pray with confidence and a boldness, that we would approach the throne room of grace with humility, but with confidence in your goodness and your power. Lord, I pray over these next few moments that the heavens would be bombarded with the prayers of your people and much would be accomplished through prayer tonight in Jesus' name. Lord, your word says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers, and that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through the pulling down of strongholds, God. And I pray that we would begin spiritually to pull down strongholds in Jesus' name. Lord, that sickness, the stronghold of sickness would be pulled down. Lord, the stronghold of disease would be pulled down. The stronghold of lack would be pulled down. God, that, that your kingdom will come and your will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God, I, I, I'm asking that faith would fill every room, every heart, every life as we bring our request to you. Will you, will you spend a few moments in prayer and, and uh, we won't come back on and, and I, I, let us know that you're praying. And I look forward to talking with you tomorrow at, at noon, if you're able to tune in. Sunday morning, we'll live stream at, at 9 and 11 again. And I want you to be a part of that. Keep connecting with your small group. Stay hopeful and stay missional. And take a few minutes and intercede. Would you do it? God bless you guys. Appreciate you. Love you. Miss you. Look forward to seeing you sooner than later.